Welcome to Guided by Moontide, an intuitive astrology podcast that explores astrological themes and major planetary transits to support your healing and evolution. Episodes are released every new and full moon. I'm your host, Christina Wingeyer. Hello, friends, and welcome to today's episode. Before I get into the astrology, I want to take a moment to say thank you to everyone who has reached out with feedback and support for the podcast, and a special thank you to those of you who have taken time to leave a five-star review on iTunes or even write a review. I read those reviews and my heart had such a big smile. I was so touched by your kind words. I'm really happy you're enjoying the podcast. On to today's episode. The time period I'll be covering is January 17th through 30th. And I'll be beginning with the full moon and running through the second half of the lunar cycle all the way to the end of the lunar cycle. And I'm on the West Coast. So all dates and any times that I give will be Pacific time. We begin with the full moon in Cancer. Full moon is arriving on the 17th of January, which is Monday or Moon Day. And this is the peak moment of the lunar cycle. The moon is at maximum growth and the sun and moon are in opposition. Each of the luminaries or lights is holding strong in one half of a polarity. And in this case, the polarity is that the sun is in Capricorn, cardinal earth, and the moon is in Cancer, cardinal water. When the moon is in Cancer, the moon is at home. This is a sign that the moon rules its home base. So in a certain way, this is the most comfortable place that the moon could be. When the moon is in Cancer, it's about feeling at home in your body and your environment, feeling emotionally connected to loved ones, feeling safe and secure and nourished, And themes of caretaking are strong with this sign. However, this Cancer full moon is opposing a Sun-Pluto conjunction. And this adds a layer of intensity to the already existing pressure of the full moon. It's a water moon and the element of water is connected to emotions. And so this full moon might be bringing up some big waves of feelings. Cancer can be a sensitive sign as well. So you may be feeling the opposite of cozy. You might feel itchy and awkward and vulnerable. You might even feel really crabby with this full moon in Cancer. Full moon in general holds this tension between what is known, what is seen, and what is unknown invisible. The conscious and subconscious are pulling at each other. Full moons can help you see in the dark. And so things are revealed in the shadows under the light of the full moon. This Pluto opposition can add a layer of obsession or compulsion or fixation to whatever emotions you're feeling. It can make you feel out of control or very controlling. 
We are also nearing the end of the Venus retrograde and also Mercury stationed retrograde a few days ago. So your heart and your mind may not be feeling really comfortable. And I would say that more than anything, a Cancer moon longs to feel safe and secure in heart and home. So with this much energy, there's a lot of potential for healing. If you can work with your emotions in an intelligent way. Emotions and feelings are not intellectual. They are instinctual. And especially with caretaking, these dynamics and patterns were set into place with your original caretakers, your parents. And Capricorn and Cancer, this axis kind of has this parental energy. Sometimes Capricorn is said to be the father and Cancer the mother. So even prenatally in the womb of your birth parent, there's imprints of care and nourishment that are very deeply rooted in the emotional body. And it doesn't always make sense. This full moon is also trine Neptune and Jupiter in Pisces. And these water trines can help to soften any emotional calcifications that have built up from some of your early life experiences or memories or feelings and I would say of all the water signs, Cancer is the most womb-like. The moon in Cancer holds the imprints from the womb, from the sea, from childhood, from the primordial waters. And there may be some tears under the light of this full moon in Cancer. And there is healing and cleansing happening whenever you cry, whenever you release pent-up emotions, even if it feels messy, which emotions sometimes do. I will say that these trines to Jupiter and Neptune, while they can soften, they can also take small feelings and make them really big or overwrought. And there's also this thing about like some fantasy or something that's just not really what it seemed to be or that you are making more than it actually is is not going to happen or it's not true. And so if you are letting go of something or kind of facing something like that, there may be some grief or anger or confusion coming up for you. So it can be really useful for this full moon to try to stay anchored in compassion, especially with yourself. So you can navigate any emotional intensity with a little more grace. This full moon can help you expand your field of compassion. It reminds you that home is where the heart is and that you're always at home when you are connected, residing with your heart, in your heart. This moon asks, how can you caretake yourself in this moment? What do you need to feel safe, to feel supported, to feel loved, to feel connected? How can you give this to yourself? And if you are feeling resourced and your loving cup floweth over, maybe you're feeling called to reach out to someone in need of support. Maybe you can share your emotional presence and intelligence with another being who could use some love. This full moon is happening on Monday, January 17th, 3.48 p.m., Pacific time. And once we move past this full moon, the moon enters its waning cycle. 
So these next two weeks are a time of harvesting and releasing. Now, this waning energy starts out slowly and it picks up steam and builds as we move through the next two weeks. We have two big changes happening on Tuesday, January 18th. The first thing is that the planet Uranus stations direct today at 10 degrees of Taurus. And by the way, did I mention that the full moon was at 27 degrees of Cancer? I may have skipped that. That's important to know. That full moon in Cancer is 27 degrees. Okay, back to (laughs) this Uranus station direct at 10 degrees of Taurus. So Uranus is an outer planet. It's a transpersonal planet, a generational planet, and it's about authenticity and freedom and disruption. Uranus energy can come up out of nowhere, instigating change very suddenly or unexpectedly. And in the best case scenario, this can help to free something that is stuck or not working, but it can also bring chaos and upheaval. Uranus has been dancing in this square to Saturn in Aquarius all last year, still happening this year. It's some of the major astrological architecture of the moment, this friction between Saturnian traditions and rules and limits and the Uranian need for change and innovation and rebellion. So Uranus has been retrograde since August 19th of last year. And this retrograde period has been about doing the inner work of change as your outer world has been changing. So now that Uranus is direct, something that was feeling stuck or penned in might be able to get a little more space, or you might start to feel a little more movement, and you'll be finding ways to respond to external changes by staying very connected to your truth and authenticity with this Uranus stationing direct and moving forward. Now, it's an outer planet. You may not really be feeling it at all unless you have planets somewhere around 10 degrees of Taurus or any of the fixed signs, which would be Taurus and Scorpio and Leo and Aquarius, then you might really be feeling it. So don't fret if you don't sense this change, but it's a big change for the collective. The other big change that's happening is that the nodes are changing signs today, the lunar nodes. This happens a few hours after you're on a station's direct, and these lunar nodes, they're not physical things. They are mathematically calculated points representing the place where the apparent path of the sun and the orbit of the moon cross each other. So this is where eclipses happen during eclipse season. And so the nodes of the moon are very much connected to change because eclipses are connected to change. The nodes travel opposite each other, moving backwards through a pair of signs for about 18 months. And today the north node is moving from Gemini to Taurus and the south node is moving from Sagittarius to Scorpio. So a big shift in the nodal axis happens today. This Taurus-Scorpio axis is a lot about resources and pleasure. That's the Taurus side that's ruled by Venus. 
and a lot about power and alchemy, which is the Scorpio side ruled by Mars. And since Taurus and Scorpio are fixed signs, all the eclipses this year happening in Taurus and Scorpio will be activating the Saturn-Uranus square, that other very strong fixed energy that's happening in the planets. So for now, just know that there are changes on the way and underway in the areas of your natal chart that have Taurus and Scorpio. We had a full moon eclipse in Taurus last fall, which is a little bit of a preview to the 2022 eclipses. And these areas are where you're going to be called to grow Taurus and also let go Scorpio. I would say that more will be revealed in the first eclipse season, which is happening in April and May. And these nodes will be in these signs for the next 18 months. So we have time to settle in and be with the shifts and changes that are coming with this nodal shift. On Wednesday, the 19th of January, the sun moves into Aquarius. The sun will be in Aquarius until February 18th. The sun changes signs about every 30 days. We move into a new solar season. And so we are in the solar season of Aquarius, fixed air. So every year around this time, the sun travels through Aquarius and it highlights the Aquarius part of your natal chart, which helps you bring some awareness to the topics of that house. Aquarius is connected to rational thinking and knowledge and it's also connected to science and technology and the community in a very large sense. It's not the most emotional place. In fact, it can be very detached, which can be useful at times and sometimes it can feel a little cold. But I mean, Aquarius, sun, all you Aquarius sun people out there, you were born in the wintertime in the Northern Hemisphere. So it's, it's a colder time of year. It, it makes sense to have this kind of energetic pattern with Aquarius. And that's not to say all Aquarius aren't emotional because there's like a lot of other things in the chart that are connected to feelings. But I think I'm going on a tangent. So I'm going to come back <laughs> to this Aquarius solar transit that we're going to have. So with Aquarius, there's a fundamental need for independence, but there's also this connection and concern to the community of choice. So it's interesting. Aquarius community is not full of conformity. It's a place where everybody's individuality and uniqueness is welcome. And right now in Aquarius, we have Mercury retrograde going on. So there's already been some review, very current review for you in this area of your life. And also Saturn has been in Aquarius since the end of 2020. And that has been bringing challenges and limits and responsibilities to this part of your life. With Saturn in Aquarius, this solar season of Aquarius, there is a highlight around beliefs and especially beliefs that might be limiting. And with this Mercury retrograde, this opportunity to kind of rethink or reconstruct your beliefs is here for you to work with if you like. So we have the Sun in Aquarius, 
from Wednesday the 19th of January through February 18th. On Sunday, the 23rd of January, Mercury and the Sun make a conjunction. Remember that Mercury is retrograde, and this is a Kazemi, which is this exact conjunction of the Sun and this retrograde Mercury. It's happening at 3 degrees Aquarius, and this is truly the golden moment of the Mercury retrograde. So the planets that are in this place of being exactly conjunct the sun are being purified by the sun. They're in the heart of the sun. And Mercury is nestled in between the sun and the earth here in this, the warm rays of the sun, kind of receiving a new solar mission, new operating instructions. It's this aha moment in the middle of the retrograde where you can access an inner knowing that can give you some insights into whatever situation is at hand. Because Mercury is still retrograde and still hidden in the light of the sun, it's going to be important to keep track of those insights and those inklings and those ahas because they might be ephemeral, maybe hard to hold on to them. But truly, you'll get more clarity about this information in the future when Mercury is direct and maybe even coming back over this, this three degrees of Aquarius. So just make space for some inspiration today. It doesn't have to make sense. I know it's Aquarius and Aquarius likes things to make sense, but um, Mercury is retrograde, so we're kind of thinking in a different way. And this Mercury Kazemi is happening on... The 23rd at 3 degrees Aquarius. Now on Monday, the 24th, we have a planet changing signs. Mars is moving out of Sagittarius into Capricorn, and Mars will be traveling in Capricorn through March 5th. Mars enjoys being in Capricorn. Mars can be very productive here. Mars is exalted in Capricorn. That's astrology speak for functions very well. For the past six weeks, Mars, which represents motivation and action, has been lit up by Sagittarian ideals and inspiration. So there's a lot of kinetic energy and fire and thunder, right? Jupiterian thunder to be grounded here in Saturn's house. Mars in Capricorn can help you stay focused and disciplined. And I think that this transit could really help you get some footing or momentum on some of your bigger Capricorn goals or long-term plans. And remember, you don't have to do everything at once. One step at a time will take you up the mountain. Mars in Capricorn is some fuel in your tank and I think it's going to be a very useful transit. So we've arrived at the last quarter moon. This is the midpoint of the moon's waning cycle. We're halfway between the full moon, which was about a week ago, and the new moon is about a week ahead of us. So just like at the first quarter moon, 
This aspect is a square between the sun and the moon. It's a waning square. So the waning energy, again, is about letting go and releasing, not building. The 90-degree angle, the square energy creates some tension, requires an adjustment, and the moon will be rapidly losing light and getting smaller. So that waning energy really kicks in around this point of the lunar cycle. This last quarter moon is at five degrees of Scorpio, and it's a really great moment to reflect on any emotional content that was revealed to you a week ago with that full moon in Cancer, because this is a water moon as well. And so it's likely that there'll be some feelings and some emotions surfacing. Pay attention to stories and limiting beliefs that create emotional upheaval or to toxic emotions that you hold on to that kind of create this feedback loop into these stories about yourself or who you are. The moon's opposition to Uranus and Taurus is kind of demanding that you break free of this stuck patterning and this mental emotional looping. And with Scorpio, Scorpio always has this potential to transform things from one state to another. And so whatever your mood is under this last quarter moon, don't hold too tight to it. This waning moon and Scorpio supports you in letting go and clearing out. If you are enjoying this podcast, you will love the Cosmic Weather Channel. This is a patron tier that receives daily astro updates in a private podcast feed. And with the Cosmic Weather Channel, I go over many aspects and transits that I don't have time to cover in this podcast. I cover minor aspects between planets. I work with the asteroid goddesses, Ceres and Pallas Athena and Juna and Vesta, Juno and Vesta. And of course, I also talk about every lunar aspect throughout the lunar cycle. Each episode is anywhere from three to 10 minutes in length. It's a daily dose of astro wisdom designed to keep you in line with the stars or aligned or attuned or whatever feels good to you. There's a link in the show notes below if you're interested in learning more or signing up. final week of the lunar cycle. The first thing I want to share with you is that on the 25th of January, Mercury traveling retrograde moves back into Capricorn. And Mercury will be here for a couple of weeks through the 14th of February. The Mercury is the mind and the microphone, the megaphone, and this energy is moving from the Aquarius space of deconstructing ideas into implementation, considering how to make these concepts become real and working in with earth energy and Capricorn. So the mental focus becomes much less conceptual and more pragmatic. And for the next couple of days, both Mercury and Venus, two personal planets, are retrograde in Capricorn. So it's like the mind and the heart are coming together. I mean, the planets aren't actually going to make a conjunction, but the mind is slowing down and has just had that aha moment of the Mercury Kazemi and making space to listen to the truths of the heart that have been uncovered during the Venus retrograde. 
And from now until the end of Mercury's retrograde, and really until Mercury's out of Capricorn, you are reviewing, revisiting ideas, events, information that was likely present, active at the end of last year. And you have this opportunity to clarify your priorities and get focused in your mind in this area of your life, this Capricorn area. On Friday the 28th, Mercury traveling retrograde makes another conjunction with Pluto. These personal planets and conjunctions with Pluto is a theme for sure. The Mercury and Pluto made a conjunction when Mercury was direct. This was on December 30th of last year. This aspect can bring mental focus and strength for sure. There may be a revisiting of something from the end of last year. And encounters with Pluto are transformative, but there also are encounters with power. And so really paying attention to any internal power struggles or ways of verbal power struggles, like there may be some very strong words coming today, either from you or from someone else. And the invitation is to speak from an empowered place, not from a place of control. So I would say notice any need to control the storyline here and see if you can let that go and just stay focused and in your own lane. And there's a lot of um, fortitude that can come from this Mercury-Pluto conjunction. On Saturday, the 29th, Venus is stationing direct. Woohoo! <laughs> so Venus has been traveling retrograde since the 19th of December of last year. So we're done with the review. We're done with the review. It's over. Venus is stationing, which means Venus is hovering at 11 degrees and kind of making this pivot from reviewing the, the past, moving back towards the future, but in the present moment. And so there's this Something you can check in with, if you like, is from this place of stillness, because stationing planets are pretty still, kind of like a crossroads, you can reflect on the experiences of the past six weeks and kind of think about where, you know, what you've learned and about your patterns in relationships or love. And you can think about what you're committed to moving forward, what kind of integrity, perhaps, or what you're committed to building. Really important to check in around your value and knowing your own worth. That's important. And really, with Venus, planet of connection, all being invited to co-create something of value that could be long-lasting and doing this in a mutually sustainable and empowering way some things to reflect on as Venus stations direct here. And Venus will be moving back over the degrees of the retrograde until the beginning of March. So if the last 40 days has been the uncovering and reviewing process, the next 30, 40 days is time to kind of really stay presenced and aligned with your heart's desires and truth through any challenges that you might encounter as you're Kind of like repatterning your life from this place of new understanding, guided 
by the light of your heart and Venus in the morning sky. The last aspect in this lunar cycle is happening on the 30th of January and the sun in Aquarius is square Uranus and Taurus at 10 degrees. Remember, squares bring tension, and this is a square between the sun, which is the conscious light vitality, right? very independent sun in Aquarius, and this external, out-of-control outer planet Uranus, which brings change and um, sometimes, again, upheaval. And the best thing about this aspect is that I think it can help you break free. And even if it's just for the day, to give yourself more freedom, make space for, for trying something different today, something unexpected. And if the universe offers up a change in plans that you're not too pleased about, how can you adjust while remaining true to yourself? This is a aspect that's happening in the dark of the moon. It's the last day of the lunar cycle. So on um, the lunar vibe, the lunar energy is very low. It's a lull. It's a place of uh, regeneration. This is the dark moon. This is the void where the lunar cycle ends and then begins again. And so rest and regeneration, spaciousness, um, completing the cycle that began with the Capricorn new moon on January 2nd. And this aspect between the sun and Uranus happening in the dark moon can help you make some closure. And it's a great opportunity for you at the end of the lunar cycle to reflect back over the past 30 days or so and to notice any areas where you may feel that you need to do something to feel complete or you know, you know that like most of what you're doing in your life, you're probably going to move forward with into the next lunar cycle. But again, the energy of the moon right now is about letting go and making space. So I think this aspect between the sun and Uranus can help you do that. All right, friends, thank you so much for listening to this podcast, to this episode. I hope it has been useful and will support you as you move through the next couple of weeks. I want to remind you that I will be drawing a winner for a free 30-minute intuitive astrology consult on the dark moon. And if you'd like to enter this drawing, please please do so by leaving a five-star written review on iTunes and then come back to the link in the show notes to give us your name and email address. Then I'll contact the winner. And we'll do it again next month or next month, next lunar cycle. I'll be back on January 31st with the new moon in Aquarius episode. So until next time, take good care of yourself. Bye for now. Mm -hmm.